Hello, hello, and welcome to DFA'd, the baseball podcast where we love baseball. We want to talk about baseball. We want to cherish baseball. I'm one of your hosts, Bernie, along with my co-host. I'm Ryan. It's good to be here again today, following up after our debut podcast uh, one week ago. A little less than a week ago. You know, the fan response has been good. It's been it's been uh, overwhelming. Pe- it's been overwhelming. It's been overwhelming. <laughs> and and you know, we heard you guys. We listened. You wanted more. You wanted more content, more predictions from us. You wanted a few deeper said, dives and a few more opinions. So that's exactly what deeper we're deeper dives. You. They loved my movie review. They said drink more wine during the podcast. They said go go with more wine, cheaper wine. That's what I'm doing right now. Absolutely, we're on it. We're on it. So, Bern, let's dive let's in, man. Get, let's get to the news. The news of the day for Bernie and Ryan. Uh, First and foremost, Puig is gone. Uh, it's a little bit old news, uh, as we are not a daily podcast. This is uh, this is going to happen. Now, what do you think, man? Now, to be clear, Puig isn't gone. From what I've read, a little bit deeper dive is his signing is on hold. Mm. So you know, Puig tested positive for COVID uh, during his physical. Thus, the Braves did not complete the transaction. Um, but from what I understand. It wasn't canceled. It was merely they will have a conversation again when he tests negative. So, and hopefully that's soon. And I would also say, not to sound like an asshole, but I don't see any other contenders like running out to sign him. No, no, I don't think so. So, but I also don't see anybody else for the Braves to go grab to replace what they were going to get out of him. So I think it's a good situation for both. That's fair. That's fair to say. Uh, so I hope they come together. Yeah. Hope it happens. Uh, again, love Puig. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hopefully hopefully they get it together. Uh, hopefully he was at the end of, you know, he was asymptomatic, so hopefully he was at the end of being positive. Well, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Uh, next news of the day, uh, Toronto Blue Jays are a, a, t- a man without a country, a team without a home. Uh, the latest I read is that they might be either playing in minor league Buffalo in their like spring training facility in Florida or possibly at PNC Park in Pittsburgh, which a little bit of a uh, little bit of a shameless plug is my favorite park in baseball. Uh, so that would be awesome. Just, I guess, conceptually, not like I would go to the games, obviously. Yep. <laughs> I'm a little confused by this decision. Uh, as we know, Canada's handled uh, the pandemic much better than the United States. Uh, they yeah. are pretty clear. I believe they have like 30 cases or something ridiculously low left as a country. It's oh, something interesting for us, something crazy. Um, but to me, it's like, uh, let them play. There's no fans. They're all being tested. I guess they think because they're going to leave the country and come back in, would be my only assumption of why they aren't letting it happen, but as far as I'm aware, it is it's the back and forth, and it's the like because they're not there's no like bubble or like attempt at containment True. True. other than no fans. I mean, I think it's so Canadians think, just don't love sports as much as we do. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is? I mean, because the NHL is coming back, right? Like that's what I kept thinking. I was like, wait, it, I was like, wait a minute, is it hockey coming? It's not only it's coming back; it's like exclusively in Canada when it comes back. Oh, so maybe they just you know they determined uh, we'll take hockey, but no longer baseball. 
So I th- I honestly think it's the cross country thing. I, I honestly it's, think it's, that it's like it absolutely has to be. I mean, there is, you know, they've been very uh, good at uh, controlling this uh, outbreak, pandemic, whatever you want to call it. So, you know, we haven't. So, it, it, in my opinion, we kind of have to respect their decision. They seem to be smarter than us. Um, so I, uh, I I agree. <laughs> Now, quick note, as we talk about a bubble, just a fascinating thing. I don't know if you saw, but the NBA, you know, has been living in this bubble for uh, their season. And they just tested the other day, like, 346 people in their bubble. Mm-hmm. Zero cases of COVID. Really? Zero. Interesting. So their bubble works. I think that baseball should have done some form of a bubble. Um I guess we'll see how it goes, but I, I was pretty impressed. I think, I think the Arizona bubble would have been cool. I was also excited just to see, like, all these teams that, like, are built for certain parks or all these, like, areas. Like, I wanted to see that Rockies pitching staff in not Colorado. Like, I was so excited for that. Yeah, that would have been amazing. Just as, I guess the disadvantage would be, like, we play in Arizona, do the Diamondbacks have an advantage? But still, it would have been great to see teams just play – home games on not their home field. Yes, that would have been cool. And it's already going to be weird anyway, so, like, what's the real difference? Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Also, like, you talk about, like, that was a joke, like, right? Like, would it be an advantage for Arizona? Like, oh, man, what if the Diamondbacks use this advantage to get the second wild card? Uh, man, and there, <laughs> I mean, obviously it's the short preseason that we have, but, or spring training, I guess we want to call it. I don't, I don't even know what we want to call it at this point. Um, Summer camp is actually the the phrase. I love it. Summer camp. It's Uh, great. And they look terrible. Uh, Absolutely terrible. I I have the... They're just like... They're one of those teams... This is a brief tirade. There are some teams in like... I guess in sports in general, but definitely in baseball, where like once every... like They're so bad, but like once every four years, they it almost feels like they're making a show of it. And they're kind of like trying to like... Put one and like this year, it's like they added in like Starling Marte, and like their pitching staff is like kind of decent. And you're like, I, I, I don't know, like when they traded for Starling Marte, I was like, what are you guys doing? You're not going to be good for no. another like five years. Like, why are you adding in a veteran stud? They're in the midst you know, of a like, rebuild, and they want to do attempt to look like they're doing something. Yeah, it's 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 some Marlin shit, is what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> So let's, let's, let's coin that term. That's some Marlin some shit. Marlin shit. So on to our next story, which you actually have to tell me about. I'm completely unfamiliar with. Yes. So uh, in perusing the news uh, the other day, I was on MLB.com and uh, I came across a story. Sometimes stories are just like fun. And again, like this is like a love of baseball podcast. And there's like the story that caught my eyes. It was Malik Smith spent break sleeping in tent. And I was like. Okay, this is definitely like uh, he likes camping puff piece. And I'm reading it. And so Malik Smith, for, for those of you who don't know, is the speedster outfielder playing for the Mariners, led baseball in steals last year. He's a pretty nice player. You know, he's, he's like, you'll never hear his name again, but he's a nice player. Uh, and I'm just like reading this article, a total puff piece. And it's literally just like he goes to his parents' house in, in Tallahassee, Florida, like very wooded area. He's like sleeping outside. And there's just like a handful of quotes that come out of this that I was just like, is Malik Smith like 
kind of crazy. Like, it kind of reminds me of, like, those, like, really, really... He kind of reminds me a little bit of, like, an anti-vaxxer, just the way he talks. He just... He's like, here's some quotes. Uh, I can do everything from hitting off a tee to sleeping in a tent. I did both, Smith Smith said. I slept outside all the time. My mom begged me to come in, but I appreciated being out there in the tent. And then he just has, like, a handful, which is, like, right, like, total nature guy, whatever. But then he just throws out some, like, there's no Wi-Fi connection out there. Uh, which is another reason I went out there, just to be, just to stay away as much from technology and radiation as possible. Ooh, and then, okay. and then right. he goes on to say, uh, maybe the electrons from the Earth put some good juju in my body. Let's All see right. how this goes as we continue to progress through the season. So I, I'll be honest, like I, I don't think he's like a crazy human or anything like that. But it just like I was like I was reading this like, oh, you're one of those. <laughs> <laughs> just like. I thought it was really charming, to be honest. Like, I don't think he's hurting anybody. I don't think he's saying don't vaccinate your kids or the earth is flat. At least he didn't dive into, you know, 5G and... uh... Right, right. No, that's exactly right. Like, he's not pushing conspiracy theories. He's not, like... He's not preaching a political agenda. He's just like, he's one of those. And I just, I found it so charming and, like, delightful to read this story. And maybe we'll find out in 2020 that, uh... He did get some electrons that put some good uh, juju in him. Watch him hit 400 and then, like, look who's the asshole. <laughs> it's this guy. Uh, uh, so really quickly before we dive into the fact that opening day is, what, two days away now? One day yes. away by the time this goes up? Depending on when this goes up, yeah. Um I came across something that I just found extremely fascinating. We'll just touch on it really quickly. But, you know, we have no fans in the stands. There are some cardboard cutouts, which I don't know if that helps or hurts the situation when you see them. Uh, it's a little bit like that it's, game we used to play, like Guess Who? Uh, yeah. When flipped up. <laughs> um, but, you know, they, they determined, MLB determined, that every team is going to have uh, crowd sounds pumped into the game. Which is, I can understand because you have to have a strategic advantage of when you're talking to guys across the field and all this stuff. You don't want to be clearly heard. But what they said is they're taking the the crowd noises from the game MLB The Show. Love it. Now, they didn't dive into this, but I would think one of the reasons that this would be a good call is they legitimately have a crowd sound for every possible play. So to me, that would mean if a guy hits a single, do they just have a button that they push that is for the home crowd single sound? Because it's all been broken down in the game. Or do they have an algorithm that does that automatically? Yeah, great question. Uh, I feel like, I mean, it's got to be a button. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. But it's all pre-thought out. You would think that, I don't know. I would think that some video game uh, savants could dive in there and be like, oh, yeah, based on exactly what happens on the field, we'll just have this react. There's definitely going to be there's definitely going to be like room for humans to interact and rooms for and room for kind of like algorithms to suggest it's almost like as if like a single happens and then you push the single button and then it like pops down like like important single not important i don't know yes, or maybe it's, it's like if it's the ninth or if the game is the ninth or, well you saw the article today too mlb is offering in-app 
when you're watching the game, <laughs> yeah. you can press a button that will help encourage the sounds that go into the game. I, I'm not fully sold on that idea, but I guess it's one way to keep fan interaction up as we all sit at home and dream about being at the ballpark. I, I like that they're trying it, man. I got to say, as a, for a league that, that often feels like it's actively trying to discourage growth, this feels like a weirdly good move for them. Now, I agree, actually. I that's, a, that's a really good point. For a, for a league that is behind the times on everything. Everything. Except for, except for streaming, where they lead the industry oh, somehow. Absolutely. absolutely. It makes no sense. <laughs> it makes no sense. It's like anything that's technically difficult to do, they've nailed. Oh, They're like oh, ahead of it on infrastructure oh, or streaming and all that shit. But then anything that would just be like the easiest like social engagement with the fans, miserable, <laughs> like, miserable. No, access to the product, the like worst. no thank you, none of that shit. <laughs> it's so funny, man. Oh, so with the 2020 season, Bernie, this was your idea. I got to give you credit, but thank you. Let's break it down, right? You're gonna you're gonna probably be a little better than I am at this, but let's go into all of our predictions for NL, AL, and. You know, now's the time. Season has started, and then we'll come back to this at the end of the season and see how great or miserable see how we did. Fucking right, we were. <laughs> don't 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 even put it out there that we could be wrong here, man. I mean, we are savants. I know we're right, but you gotta have some. So be humble. Be humble here. Yeah, modest. You're right. You know, these are our humble predictions. Who knows <laughs> if we could get them right or not? All right, Bernie, uh, so let's you start in the off. NL. Yeah. Well, let's start in the NL West because I think this is like the easiest division to call. In fact, uh, in doing some research, I looked through um, – yeah, I mean like everybody's doing basically the same exercise. Yeah. And it's like ESPN did this and this was the only division where there was zero dissent zero. in the prediction. Zero. Everybody was saying Dodgers are going to win it. I think they've got the – I mean what do you want? They, they had a team that won 103 games and then they added Mookie Betts to it. They've got the depth. They've got the minor leaguers, which I think is going to be more important than ever this year. They've got the pitching. I mean, Kershaw gets to rest oof, oof. more. I, I think it's a no-brainer. As a Dodger homer, quite excited. They've looked good in summer camp. Uh, I I think, you know, Giants are rebuilding. Uh, Arizona is rebuilding. I don't know what the Rockies are doing. Padres are attempting something. But at the end of the day... You know they're going to be the clear-cut favorite for a few more years at least. They they I've never seen a team like open its like position itself to be a dynasty in baseball like this. Like it's you got I mean like granted they haven't won anything really yet, yet, but baseball is such an interesting game because it is the postseason. I mean like the postseason is such a crapshoot that it's almost like your regular season win total tells me how good of a job your front office did and then your postseason exactly more or less, honestly if, if I'm being really honest your postseason tells me how hot your two best starting pitchers got yep. in a one month yep. span I mean like that's kind of momentum who's hot who's not it's momentum it's who's hot and and, and dude I I love I love playoff baseball I think the champion is the champ like I'm not like the champion isn't good but like in terms of like you looking at a team and being like they've positioned themselves as a dynasty. I wouldn't really count postseason success in terms of what like the front office did and all of which is to say 
I would agree. The with Dodgers. That. I mean, you'd say the Dodgers. You maybe throw in there the Yankees and the Cubs, I guess, in terms of it. But the Dodgers is the clear-cut best. Yeah. That's dynasty why they builders, just so it's their division uh, to win. Andrew Friedman for another. Who knows how many years or who knows how much money because they didn't release it, but I'm sure for a long, long time. Is this the point in the uh, podcast where we where we disclose that you're just a shameless Dodgers homer? Oh, it's been disclosed. I'm I'm shameless. I will know everything about one team and a little bit about every other team. So uh, let's dive into NL Central. Speaking of other teams. Yeah. Yeah, who's your pick? I agree with you on this one. I'm going Reds. Uh, you know, love the Reds. Looking at it, uh, I just think they've been doing the right moves for the past few seasons, and I think that they're in a position above everybody else to actually compete and and make the playoffs this year. I love it. I love the team. I love the pitching. And normally with the Reds, I'm very. Like, I don't care if they get good pitchers because their home ballpark is such a little league field. I'm just like, you guys better have so much offense that you can out-hit everybody. This year they added Castellanos. I think Suarez is a legitimate MVP contender, in my opinion. Uh, they've got some nice, like, young players uh, that hopefully will get better. Uh, the guy's name escapes me, but he's their center fielder. I'm supposed to be the guy who remembers everybody's names. You do know uh, everything, Bernie. What's going on here? I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, I just like, I like a lot of what they're doing out there. Um, I love Trevor Bauer. I love Luis Castillo. I think Sonny Gray is showing signs of, of uh, being a, a good again. Maybe he's not going to be, you know, elite like he was I that think one he season could be in great. I think he could be great. It's just he's got to have the right pitching coach, you know, the right staff, the right Which choices being Which is allegedly made. what's going on yeah. with his Vanderbilt pitching coach being there in Cincinnati right now. So yeah. I like what they're doing. I, I think this is kind of everybody's, like, like hot pick of having the Reds, you know, make it over, uh, you know, the Cubs, I guess. I don't really think the, the Cubs, other, what do the Cubs have? I mean, of course they have Rizzo and they still have Bryant. Uh, but I just feel like the Cubs' magic has kind of... <laughs> the Cubs magic. I let me yeah, let me let me make it a little bit more realistic than than magic. I think that the Cubs pitching is not as good as it was the year. That, I think the year that they Correct. won. I think the reality is this: they had really really good offensive players who played really good defense. Yes. But the reason, in my opinion, that they won that year, the 2016, had so much to do with. Jake Arrieta having a career year, like a, an incredible career oh, year. Yeah. John Lester joining the team and being John Lester. And then uh, Liam, Liam Hendrick? No, uh, oh, Kyle, Kyle Hendricks. Kyle Hendricks. Just having uh, his breakout season. And, and, you know, again, this is me t- saying, you know, I think pitching wins in baseball. That's, that's my, like, kind of moniker or whatever. So I think that, like, when I look at the Cubs now, I'm like – Kyle Hendricks is okay now. I like him. I don't love him. You um, Darvish, I love the guy. I'm rooting for him. I don't think he's going to be great. I think he'll be good. I and think then he'll I look be at like better than he was. He'll be he'll be better. But like that's all they have is those two. Um, yeah. Quintana's hurt, and they fucking traded Eloy Jimenez for him, which I think the Cubs are idiots. But that's a whole separate thing. Uh, so I just like I just don't think they have the pitching to compete with the Reds. Um, and everybody else in that division, like the Cardinals, will always be there. But I just don't They'll see it for them. There, I don't think they have the right. Correct. And Brewers, I don't think the Brewers uh, have it. I mean, they have one of the best players in baseball, but 
you know. But they just don't have the. I I mean, again, it's just like they don't have. I guess it's different during the regular season to say they don't have the pitching because I feel like it's a little less important in the regular season. But I just don't. I don't know. I just feel like they had a two-year run, and both times they just came up pretty short. And I, I can't think of anyone they really. I mean, they added. Well, I think Hater one too, kind of minor Hater's lights out reliever has been figured out. He throws one. You pitch. really think so? <laughs> he throws one pitch, and he throws it really I, well. But last year he got lit up compared to the year before. The year before he was unhittable. And last year it was he light. was unhittable, but last year he was still really fun. I mean, you talk about you know got lit up, but I mean like what to the tune of a three ERA versus a two ERA? What are, what are we let's looking see, at here? See. Josh he, Hader, Baseball Reference. He just was not. Again, here here's here's Bernie and I's differences. Bernie will state facts. I'll state feelings. <laughs> <laughs> you that's dude. Amen to that. That is exactly what will happen here. His ERA. Well, his earned runs were the same number. Yeah, dude, his ERA was two point six versus yeah, two point four well, the year before. I mean, he sure, wasn't technically as worse. He wasn't as dominant. He couldn't close out the innings <laughs> that mattered. So maybe he did as well overall, but the times that it mattered, he just his win loss off. is worse, which kind of implies that. But I think that first here here you know baseball is a game of adjustments. I think that first year nobody had adjusted to him. I'm correct. I think he's. I tend to out. bet on. I tend to bet on talent, and I think that when you're talking about, I don't know, I tend to bet on talent. I, I, I'm not writing off age 26, prime of his career, Josh Hader, <laughs> but I am writing off their, their pitching staff, the rest of their bullpen. You mean three years into his career, you're not writing him off? On year four? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. A, a, a two-time all-star on, on year four? <laughs> I don't know, man. Facts and feelings. That's what we're going to call this podcast. Giving him a long leash here. So I guess all of which is to say both of us not feeling it with the Brewers. Correct, Uh, correct. And then Pirates are a lost cause. Yeah, that wasn't even a – I didn't think we needed to bring them up. Poor Pirates. Uh, NL East, I believe, is where we differ. Uh, You have the Braves. I have the Nationals. Uh, Let me defend my Nats pick first. Uh, Yep. I think that in sports, when a team gets really hot and wins a championship, there's this feeling like they just got good at the right time. They're not a good team. And I think that that's how everybody feels about the Nationals. And I know I know that they lost Anthony Rendon. And I, I'm the guy who thought Anthony Rendon was good like three years ago. Like I've been on the Anthony Rendon train for years. Uh, but I just think that they're better than people give them credit for. And the big thing that nobody's talking about is that they have a lot of – like that championship team had a lot of really, really good young guys. Like Juan Soto, obviously everybody knows about. Obviously. He's 21 yep. this year. Yep. It's insane. Uh, but like they're, they're, before Juan Soto, their best young player was supposed to be their outfielder, Victor Robles, who had a really nice postseason. And he's one of those classic power speed guys. And, I mean, like, he's just going to get better. They have this guy, Carter Kaiboom, who's, like, a top-five baseball prospect who's going to start for them at third base. He's taken over for Rendon. We all know the rookie bumps that happen, you know, these days. It's basically their first year, they're incredible. Their second year, everybody figures them out. And then we kind of see if they can adjust, like we just talked about. This is his first year. So, like, I look at a lot of these – you know, and then they add, you know, a nice solid guy like Starlin Castro – I just like I really love a lot 
of what's of what's coming up with this team, right? Because it's like it's not about them adding free agents as much as it is about their young guys only improving. I think yep. Trey Turner has turned a page. Like I think he's really finally earning the kind of top flight praise that he gets. Like he killed it at the end of the last season. Like he was, in my opinion, one of the biggest reasons why they got so hot. Like he just he turned it on last September. And so, they look I, good I, in summer camp. Uh, from the the what I've seen. Kendrick still looks consistent as he always has. Um, they did lose uh, Zimmerman opted out this season, which Zimmer's out. You know, I think his veteran presence does help. Uh, yeah. So it will be interesting. But they held on to their pitchers, you know, which 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 really matters. So I don't think it's a bad prediction. I just think again, I go back to feeling. I think the magic was there. Last year, when they weren't even honestly that great of a team entering the playoffs, uh, they were just kind of hanging in there, and then they got in the playoffs and they they caught fire. Um, you know, credit where credit is deserved. They they did exactly what they needed to do at the right moments. To me, the Braves has just kind of been hanging around a long time. Uh, you know, you've got guys like Acuna in there. Um, you know, obviously, we'll see if they add Puig. Uh, Freddie Freeman's always been consistent. He hasn't looked so great. Uh, well, he's recovering you know. from COVID. I'm like so I'm, nasty I'm, COVID. Though. I'm hoping that that he still hangs in there. To me, the Braves are just one of those teams that like. I consider them a playoff team. I think that's it. Um, but I I feel like they will have more going for them this year than the Nationals. I just feel like the Nationals like. Again, if there's any team. Uh, in the National League that I would want to win uh, the World Series that's not the Dodgers, the Nationals were high on my list. I just think they're a well-run organization, and I think they're a good group of guys. So them winning actually wasn't uh, like every other year that it hurts so much. <laughs> I honestly, I went through the exact same thing in 2014. 24, yes, 2014, when the Orioles were like finally good and they made it to the ALCS, and then they lost to the Royals. And that was the Royals team that lost to the Giants. Yep. And they were the, that Royals team. A, they drafted everybody, and they drafted everyone really yeah, high. That so was it was like a, a bunch of team. young teams, and they were so fun. Like they played the game a really aggressive style, aggressive base running. I just loved it, man. And they were boisterous. And I and I remember when the Orioles faced off against the Royals in the ALCS. I was just like, honestly, if if this is how the O's go down, I love this Royals team. I'm fine with it. Uh, so speaking of the Orioles, that. do you guys still have? Uh, sorry, tangent, but uh, Chris Davis is that? Is yeah, that, we do. Is he still going? You mean the worst contract in in yeah. Oh, I feel so bad for him. How much longer? How many more years do you have on that? I don't. I couldn't even tell you. I mean, he was literally like the reason we couldn't sign Machado is because we signed Chris Davis. Like it was like they thought their championship window was going to be open for like two more years. Chris he Davis was so coming off his only good. good career year. So good, and then signed that he contract. He had one good year. Like, yeah, and then just dropped off. I mean, the next season he was like a certain. I mean, the, the reality is this: like these power hitters, if these these power hitters, in my opinion, they tend to hit around two fifty with around thirty five bumps, yep. right? That's yep. just like really general. Every once in a while, they hit like two eighty, and it's just like all you're doing is just spreading those numbers out, but with a two eighty average. And a two fifty hitter with thirty five bombs is nice. A two eighty hitter with forty five bombs is Miguel Cabrera, you know. 
and you're like, holy shit, we got to lock this dude up. And the reality is like, yeah, I mean, like, it's almost like the random sample size. It's like, listen, we're just adding in 30 points of batting average because of like random variation, but it happens, you know, in a contract year. Well, Ryan Howard, you know, why it happened. Yeah. You know. Ryan Howard's a little different in my opinion because Ryan Howard was like really consistently hitting like Until 55 home runs. The shift killed his game. I know. Ugh, poor Ryan Howard. Poor Ryan. Uh, I right. still like him a whole lot. Let's let's keep but, going yeah, though. Before uh, we get too let's, far let's, off. I know. Uh, no wild card. Um, who'd you who'd you take? Why'd you like him? Let's see. Wild card. I went. Where am I? Wild card. Oh, NL. <laughs> so I, 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 uh, I have fun with my wild card. I went Padres and Phillies. Padres and Phillies. Here's the thing about the Padres. Do I believe they will make it? No, not really. I just, I think the Padres are one of those teams that are doomed to always be on the cusp of being great. But... You know, they have Machado. They have, uh, oh, why am I going to forget his name? First baseman. Eric Hosmer. Hosmer, who still could potentially be there. And then they've got one of the most exciting players in baseball with, you know, uh, Tatis uh, Jr. Fernando Tatis Jr. (laughs) Tatis Jr. Tatis Jr. Do you watch baseball? (laughs) Uh, Yes, I do. I mean, I would... Some have said uh, the most exciting player in baseball, Tatis Jr. You know, I, like, again, uh, watching any team in the NL West that is not uh, a team I like, I get very envious of players they have when they're good. Um, and mm-hmm. I hate to admit, but I love watching the guy. Like, the guy's awesome. He's and, and, and he's so much fun to watch. And he's so consistently good, both behind the plate and... Uh, out in the field so maybe there's a little bit of magic but I think that they could potentially just kind of hang in there I don't think there's a I don't think the NL is a a, you know wildly great division this year so I just think that they have a chance to kind of hang in there and then of course uh, the Phillies but you know Phillies were supposed to be good and if Bryce Harper plays well and uh, JT uh, Real Muto plays well, and uh, what's his name is back. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon, who didn't tear his, uh, is he back? ACL yet? He is back. Um, you know, I, and they've just got a lot of young guys, and then of course they've got Joe Girardi, which I think will make a huge difference in in their dugout and the way they perform. I don't think Gabe Kapler was ready, so the steady hand of Joe Girardi. Yeah, I um. I tend to be a fan of the manager change. Uh, I'm with you on the Phillies. Uh, I had my two, I believe, are Phillies Cubs. Um, And that was a really tough one for me too. I was thinking maybe the Braves, maybe the Brewers, uh, maybe the Padres. I felt like, honestly, this was the toughest one for me of all the predictions we made. I love the Phillies pick for basically every reason you said. Uh, I also think that... Bryce Harper year two. I, I, I think Bryce Harper is a pretty easy MVP candidate this year. I think year two in that ballpark. I think the fact that they're playing all the AL East teams and all those like little little league fields uh, is going to really help mm-hmm. them out. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I think that there's just like a lot to love about what the Phillies are doing. And I think year two, I mean, like I, I love every, I mean, they added uh, Didi Gregorius, who I think is great. Uh, I, I've always been a big Gene Segura fan too, who I think is way better than, he's a very under the radar kind of guy. And I think that they're, I, I, I think their pitching can't be worse than it was last year. Like they added Zach Wheeler, um, <laughs> which is good. Uh, and then, you know, they had, oh man, who's the Phillies pitcher? It's um, Aaron Nola, who, like, just had such a disappointing season last season after being, you know, just everybody's, oh, like, yep, yep. favorite pitcher of the year before. I don't think he could get any worse uh, than his, like, 4-5, 4-8, whatever it was, ERA last year. So I love the Phillies pick. Um, the second one, honestly, I just went with Cubs because I think this is the last season of their run uh, with this core. And I think that there's going to be enough of a push and enough of an emotional whatever. Like, I think it'll be interesting to see this season, like, emotionally, if players can really get into it or not. There's, like, all these jokes that, like, the Tampa Bay Rays are going to be really set because they're so used to playing games not in front of fans. Ha, yep. ha, ha. <laughs> but um, I, it's good, right? Um, I, I really do think that with the Cubs, that's a really tight-knit group. They know this is basically their last hurrah. They have enough talent, I think, to get the second wild card. That's what I picked it. I picked them over think, the Braves. I picked them over the Padres. I picked them over the Brewers. Now, I will say their managerial decision was much better than the Padres, in my opinion. Going with David Ross, which is what that team obviously needed, is somebody that related to them, uh, played with a lot of those guys, but then can also, I think, elevate their game, whereas... Joe Madden, the whole argument was he's out of touch with these young guys, blah, blah, blah. I, I on it. Yeah. You know, but... Uh, I, I thought Joe Madden was a really bad manager for the Cubs. Like, I mean, I, I think he it was exactly series, what but... they needed at that time, right? Like, I obviously, it look panned at them, out. It panned out, dude, but if you look at the managerial decisions he made in terms of yeah, pitching they're pretty changes... Bad. They're pretty and, bad. And like he had, he had his best defensive player playing second base instead of shortstop, which I thought was kind of stupid. I I know that Addison True. Russell is not a second baseman, but he is a shortstop, whereas Javi can play literally anywhere. But I just think you put your best defensive guy at short. I now, think that Joe Madden actively tried to like ruin Araldis Chapman's like free agency ability, <laughs> like just with all the bad spots he put him in. I mean, it was just like when the dude. When uh, Davis hit the home run off of him to tie the game in like the eighth or whatever it was yep. in the game seven, it like it's not even like it was Chapman's fault. It was like clearly Chapman had dead arm. Like oh, yeah. the dude oh, yeah. was so taxed. He didn't need that was like his second inning of pitching or whatever. It was just yeah, like this is not what he does. Pitching decisions are never never the best. You know. Now, question for you quickly on managerial. Do you know anything about Jace? Tingler? How do you say his name? Jace. Uh, it is... I said it correctly. Jace Tingler. I know nothing about Jace Tingler. So, to me, this guy may be a, a hidden gem for the Padres, but I thought it was such a miss for the Padres to continually hire guys with no major league uh, record. Right? Like... I think what the Padres need more than anything is a proven manager that has been around. Like if the if the Padres could have hired Joe Girardi, to me that would have been better. That would have been better of a of a managerial pick than you know. Again, 
I know nothing about Jay Stingler or not enough, but it's like they did it with Andy Green. They did it, you know, and it's like, I think they needed something that's like, hey, this guy succeeded. You know, like, go mm-hmm. after Bruce Bochy. Like, go after these guys that have had a track record of success and right. put them in that. You know, it's position. tough. I, I, like, I wish I knew more i guess to really like have an opinion on this the reality is like you don't know if the front office is like really advanced stats focused and they don't want an old guard guy uh Uh, true you know could be something like that they could just really think like we need um san diego has not hired a manager with prior big league experience since 1988 with jack mckeon Jack McKeon. Wasn't that the guy who um, uh, won the World Series with the Marlins in 03? Jack McKeon? I believe it was. Well, they haven't hired someone since 1988 that has experience. That's surprising. You know, hey. I guess you stick to what you know. (laughs) Moving on from the tangent, I say we hop our way on over. To the AL. Let's do the AL. Uh, let's start with the. Let's go east to west, actually, this time. We're right. I like that. I AL. like that. Why don't you start us off? Uh, you know, I, I. You disagree with me, but I think it's pretty easy. I think the AL East goes to the Yankees. Uh, they've got the pitching, they've got the batting. You know, I, I think they're just. They've been right on the cusp every time. Uh, you know, personally, I think they're kind of a shoe in this year. Um, but I don't disagree with your pick. They're my wild card pick, you know. So, but I just think the Yankees have everything. And if, if you know, Stanton has the year that he should have now that he's kind of hopefully settled in, doing everything he does, combine him with Judge, it's like, you know, I, I just think with their pitching too, they'll just be, you know, I, I think they'll be right there. Yeah, it's uh, it was definitely the like the like splashy like almost like uh, bold pick to go raise over Yankees because as much as people are like loving on them this year, uh, the Yankees team is like it's loaded, it's star studded, you know, it's it's all those things. Uh, I went with the Rays over the Yankees basically because I just think that it's. I believe so much in that team. I love, love, love their depth. I mean, it's like all. If you're gonna say that this is gonna have an effect, right? If you're, let, I, I'm basically say, living in a world of. Let's say that you know all the, you know this specific schedule, this specific you know lack of games, this specific you know testing protocols. Let's say it has an effect. Um, if if you're gonna say that, then I would say that it's the Rays' season this year. Um, and that's basically why I picked them. I love, I mean, I love their pitching. Let's start there. You know, their top three is a fucking Blake unreal. Snell's got to get unreal. it back, which means he needs to yeah. be healthy again. But it's an unreal top three. And he was tipping, um, which, uh, tipping his pitches in the. But you can fix that. You can't fix a fucked up elbow. True. Well, True. you can, but just not quickly. <laughs> True. Um. So I kind of. I'm hoping that that's good. I also, I mean, like, I love their, I mean, they've got some minor leaguers ready to go. Uh, What's his name? McKay. Brandon McKay, the pitcher. Uh, Their depth 
offensively is lights out. I think they've got not an MVP candidate, but like definitely a shoe in all-star and Austin Meadows in there. Um, I mean, I, I could gush about their players forever. Uh, the last dude I, I absolutely fucking have to mention. Oh God, whose name all of a sudden gets away from me. Ray's number one prospect. It's, uh, I'm the worst. I should know this name. This is the number one prospect in all of baseball. It's Wander Franco. Uh, this yeah, yeah. 18-year-old, maybe 19-year-old is going to come in and just light the league on fire. And I think he's coming this year. I think it's the Rays year, man. And everybody says that, but I'm I'm just saying that I'm not going to talk all this stuff about how I think the Dodgers are going to benefit from the depth and then act like that doesn't apply to the Rays. Uh, also, to really dig into the Yankees, I don't think their pitching is nearly as good yeah, as we all want to pretend like it is. I was just actually like realizing that as I was sitting here looking. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, they're they're you know what the Yankees have the Yankees have the best pitching staff on paper. They have they have Garrett Cole who hey he had a couple really good seasons in Houston. Like, do we really not think that? I mean, like, what? I I don't know what it could be, but like, if if Trevor Bauer is not wrong about you know the sign stealing, he's probably not wrong that they're doing something for their spin rate up there as well. I think it's a little too convenient that Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander suddenly like just fulfilled all of their potential suddenly once they came to Houston. Yep. Like I remember Garrett Cole before he came, he was all he was a good pitcher, he wasn't this. And yep. it's like it's one thing to be like, well, you know, he was young, blah blah blah. But then Verlander, exact same thing. Like his last like, year to Detroit, like, he was a good pitcher, but he wasn't this. And yeah. you can't say the same age argument for Justin Verlander. So I just think, A, that's Garrett Cole. Then you got Luis Severino, who is phenomenal, but he's gone. You know, UCL, Tommy John surgery. Then you got Tanaka, who like, he's a nice pitcher, but he's always hurt. He's probably pitching with a partially torn UCL. He's probably been doing it for a couple years now. Yep. Um... So I, I just like I, I think that you look at that again. Of course, their bullpen is fantastic. You can't deny their bullpen. I just don't love their starters. Um, I think it's been a. I think they put together. The other thing too is I think that bullpens come together and go apart really quickly. Yeah. So oh, like you get absolutely. the one year of them absolutely. being really strong. So like last year was really like the year for the Yankees bullpen. Like they had Ottavino, they had Zach Britton, they had Aroldis Chapman, they had um, the tall, tall dude. He wore number or he's he was six foot eight. Uh, oh, who is that? Or maybe like six nine tall Yankees reliever sixty eight. I think he wore sixty eight. Dylan Batansis. Um, I just think that we're you know that was great last year. I'm not banking on them all being amazing again this year. Everybody's older. Dylan Batansis is gone. I mean, it's just I'm. There's a lot of chinks in the armor. I think that when you really <laughs> look at like who's got the momentum in terms of age, in terms of skill, in terms of who's getting better and who's adding great youth. I think it's the Rays. And the last thing I'll say, because I know this has been a long ass rant and this is going to sound, this is going to sound almost sacrilegious. I don't think Labor Torres is that good. Okay. He hit something insane, like 60 or 70% of his home runs last year against the Orioles in Camden Yards. Like it's the easy, it's a little league field again and a minor league team. Didn't I, he I, sign I, just like a one year deal with them again too? Wasn't his deal? Glabar, no, he's way too young. He's still got to be on that the oh, rookie whatever he's still contract. On the, oh, I'm he's he's got to be pre arbitration. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm mixing him up. Yep, 
Yeah. So that's like my full encompassing. Like, I think the Yankees are still really good. Like, I could get into all the pieces about them that I love, but I'd, I'd rather, like, take them down, you know, for why I'm supporting my Rays argument. Which is fair. So, I mean, I, again, I have Rays as my wild card for the exact reasons you just listed. So I just think that, that they'll just be a forever wild card team. That's fair, and, and you're probably right, but I wanted to have fun. <laughs> uh, uh, then let's go to the AL Central. Um, my pick, do, 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 who did I have? I had the Twins, and I love my Twins pick, and I will get more into the Twins later, but I think that similar to the Rays, they've got a lot of great pieces. They've got a lot of great players who played really well last year, and the guys who they added are great. Uh talking about adding in uh probably the best inning or a top five inning for inning pitcher uh in baseball in um oh god the guy from the dodgers in rich hill um uh, along hill with and kenta maeda and kenta maeda who are both really great pitchers and what was their only issue uh, innings limits yeah what's not going to be an issue in a 60 game season innings limits true i mean They're, maeda a 60 game uh season is perfect for him right same with Rich Hill. Same with Rich Hill um, if he doesn't get blisters on his hands. I believe in him. Uh, <laughs> and then I and I think their offense, I mean, they had the most home runs like in the history of baseball last year. And Byron Buxton, I know he's already hurt again, but I just like, I have a feeling. I'm like, one of these years, he's going to be healthy. Why not this year? <laughs> like, but I definitely, there's no insider knowledge. It's definitely like, a, yeah, maybe he'll be healthy this year. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Hopefully he can keep it together. Oh, and I'm not even fucking... I'm burying the lead over here. They added Josh Donaldson. Oh, yeah. The Twins ended up signing him. I forgot about that. Yeah. It's just... I think everything's breaking for the Twins this year. I, I think their pitching is only going to... I mean, I think that um, uh, Barrios is going to finally emerge as a Cy Young candidate this year because uh, he's just... He's of the age. He's, he's been nice for a couple years. I think this is the year he takes this, the leap forward. I don't know. I love the Twins. Who'd you, uh, who'd you take? I went with the White Sox. Um, uh, you know, I'm going with the more flashy. It's flashy for sure. You know, pick they signed, of course, Yasmani to that big contract, uh, like four years, seventy something million dollars. Um, Dallas Keuchel, Edwin Encarnacion, Gio Gonzalez, which we'll see, but he could be a good back uh-huh. end. You know. Uh, I'm just kind of hoping with all their their minor league talent, uh, their young guys that they have in there, with the players they've added, that you know the South Side can finally get some some luck, some representation. You know, I would definitely say I love what the White Sox are doing, uh, and I love all their young talent. But I just don't. I'm, I'm thinking a year or two from now. I have, I have a lot of reasons, but we, we've gone so long, I feel like we don't need to waste too much time on the White Sox. Yeah, yeah, we talked about them before. I just think they're more interesting, in my opinion. We'll see. They're if way it, more interesting. If it, you know, pans out in that regard. But I would like to see them just because, you know, change is good. They remind me a little bit of the 2014 Royals in that they have a lot of elite minor league talent that is like currently Correct. getting really good and getting into the majors. Um, Robert or Luis Robert or Robert, I always I never know how to pronounce it. Um, Eloy Jimenez, I mean, like offensively minimum, you know, 
tons of guys in that infield as well. I, I like a lot of what they're doing. Um, I think it's next year, maybe the year afterwards. But yeah, I, I don't think hate this year's a little early, but I just kind of want to see something different. So I would love yeah. to see it if it happens. Um, <laughs> moving on. Take us to the West, Ryan. To the AOS. Oh, yes. So my decision is based out of my hate uh, for the Astros. Um, I'm going with so much. the Angels. Um, I also just kind of think, you know, the Angels have a lot of talent. They don't have a lot of pitching depth, which I think will hurt them. Really. Uh, you know, they tried to sign and then backed out because they got angry. But I think Ross Stripling and Jock Peterson would have been a great addition to their team. Um, but, you know, they've got... Uh, I'm going to say his name wrong. Otani. Shohei Otani. They've got the best player in baseball, Mike Trout, who will just live in weird obscurity for eternity. Uh, They signed Anthony Rendon to a completely overpriced contract, but he will hopefully pan out for the first couple years of that. Uh, You know, uh, they could be fun. I doubt it, but I'm kind of hoping that now that the Astros have been outed, that they suck. Uh, <laughs> so because of that, I'm, I'm going with the Angels. I respect you as a fan, and <laughs> I respect your fanhood very much. This is one of the crazier picks I see. So first of all, let me, let me just say, like, the A's are so much better than the Angels. Like, if you're going to do the protest, it's... It should be the A's. <laughs> You're correct. They're my wild card, so I actually don't know why I didn't move them <laughs> you up. But, them. you know, just felt like, uh, yeah, maybe it's an L.A. thing. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it, it is. I heard, I heard this one hilarious joke that I really love. I'm going to repeat it. But it was just like somebody was talking about how Mike Trout is, like, dead set on, you know, being out for however long he has to be out for to be there for the birth of his first child. Yep. And they were like, why? And they were like, yeah, you might just take the rest of the year off. And then person was like, in, this is the only chance he'll ever have to win a World Series is in a weird fucking season like this. Why in the world would he sit out now? <laughs> Which I just think is hilarious. I mean, it's um, true. I, I actually should have probably picked the A's, but again. I, I like the I'm A's better than it. the Angels, but... You know, Rendon is... I mean, Rendon's an MVP candidate. Uh, Trout's an MVP candidate. I like that. But uh, for me, it's the Astros. I hate them, too. Uh, I don't want them to win, too. Uh, but, the, uh, I mean, like, very similar to the Rays in that, A, the depth is there. And then, B, the young guys that are coming up are also studs. And as I've said, in this weird shortened season, I think it's about the young guy. I think, I think it's not going to be, like, who can you add, you know, who can you trade for at the deadline to give you that push. I think it's all right, what minor leaguer can you add in? And I think you talk about a guy like Kyle Tucker, who's just been poised for a breakout for two years now with the only impediment being playing time. I think that someone's going to get sick or hurt, and I think that he's going to step in and be a real spark for that team. I think that it, I mean, you look at a team too, they've got so many injuries. It's like Carlos Correa is arguably their best offensive player, and he's never healthy. Okay, not best. He's easily their most talented their offensive player. I'll put it that way. And he's never healthy. Like, what if he's healthy this year? I mean, it's, I just... But do we know I'm if they're not, really talented? Yeah, I mean, his minor league numbers are, are like, in, incredible. I, he's, I, listen, the, the, the bullshit of this whole Astros thing is that 
they have a lot of really nice players who are no, really good. And yeah, really not nice, maybe talented-ish. Okay, nice. I meant as in like a like a, a not like like they're a nice guy. Nice, like they're really good at baseball. Yeah, and that's what was like ridiculous about the whole thing is it was just like. You know, it was it was Barry Bonds taking steroids. You know, it was dude. You were already a Hall of Famer before you did this. Like that. You know, that's that, yeah, that's the vibe I got. I just can't uh, ever forgive them. Period. I think they they well, tainted baseball. So I hope nothing but the worst for all of them for the rest of their career. I do hope the worst for them. And I still think they're going to win the West. Yep. Fair, fair <laughs> choice. Uh, uh, AL wild cards. Yep. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll kick us off. Um, I had the Yankees at one. Uh, I had the A's at two, and I made a personal note that I really like the White Sox as well. So we're not that far off uh, in our in our views of the AL. Uh, the Yankees are phenomenal. Uh, obviously, I mentioned the you know my issues that I had with them, but. They're still too talented to not make the playoffs. Uh, the A's love a lot of what they're doing. Um, I, I think that A, I think that the, <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, I think that um, they're playing the uh, AL West and the NL West primarily this year. The NL West, outside of the Dodgers, is a very easy division. So they're going to, I think that they can easily pile up a lot of wins out of that. I think that their pitching is there. Everybody, it sucks because like everybody's totally hurt. Like AJ Puck. And Jesus or Jesus Luzardo are both like, oh yeah, the young studs are coming, and now they're already like both kind of hurt again. I'm like, uh, like Puck just got like a cortisone shot like Ugh. today, so which sucks just as a baseball fan because I've just been hearing about these guys for like yep. two three years, yep. and I'm so ready to watch them. Uh, but you know the the team is great. Matt Chapman just every year gets better. Ramon Laureano is like the most fun player to watch in baseball. Top five, uh, and yeah, so I like I I I, I pick the race. I like the Rays. I like what they do. Excuse me, I pick the A's. I like the A's. I like what the A's do. Uh, yeah. Yeah, my my picks. my picks are you know we've talked about these teams, so we don't need to spend much time. But are the Rays and the A's? I think we're pretty aligned uh, yeah. of all on, on all of our choices for for good reason. Um, I think the only real quote-unquote wild card that I threw in was the Padres for the wild card teams. I think yours make more yeah. sense. You know, I like the Padres, and everything you said was right. Like, they do have a fun young team, a lot of excitement. I just don't think it's there for them this I agree. year. It's just probably not. Uh, I think your Cubs bet is a better bet uh, than the Padres. But, again, what fun would it be if we picked all the same stuff? It would not be fun. Uh, but what would be fun is moving on to our World Series picks and our MVPs. Uh, I picked Dodgers v. Twins, uh, as I referenced earlier. I think that's amazing I'm, that you picked the Twins. I, I, yeah, I appreciate I'm big, it. I, I'm big on the Twins this year. I, I really like what the Twins are doing. I think you look at what they did last year. I, I, I'm going to say it. The Twins can't beat the Yankees in the playoffs. They can't do it. You look at every time they make the play. It's 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 like yeah. you can set your watch to it. Oh, the Twins made the playoffs. I don't care how good they are. I bet they play the Yankees in the first round, and I bet they lose. Uh, I'm just I'm just saying maybe this is the. I guess I'm saying maybe this is the. All right, all right, uh, fair, fair. I, I I just I love their offense, and I think their pitching is going to take a really nice step forward this year. So that's why I'm picking the Twins. Uh, 
Dodgers, as we've gushed over over and over and over again, the depth, the talent, the young talent, the pitching talent, it's all there. If they can't make the World Series this year, I will cons- – if they don't win it, I, I get it. But if they can't make it this year, I will consider it a complete failure of a season for them. I agreed. Agreed. Uh, I'm, I'm Dodgers Yanks. Uh, you know, I think it's the World Series we've wanted. Uh, it is, it's what I want for sure. <laughs> the World Series we actually should have probably gotten then in 2017. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I couldn't say otherwise. I say the Dodgers win this year. I mean, they've got Mookie Betts. They've got, you know, le- legitimately, Dodgers have too many starting pitchers. They have too many good relievers. They have too many power bats. It's like, talk about a team that is, is loaded top to bottom. You know, this is it. And, Thankfully, we get to see some season. I would be heartbroken if we didn't get to see Mookie as a Dodger at all, because who knows if we'll that would have been him. Uh, you got to admit, though, as a as a oh, anything but a Dodgers fan, it would be if a, you were one of of the other twenty nine teams. That's the funniest amazing. trade of all time. It would have been amazing. You know, David Price obviously is opting out this season. I'm excited to see him in 2021. I'm bummed he's not here uh, in 2020. I think he would have been great in the back end of the rotation. Uh, but again, I, I think their rotation is just overloaded i mean you've got bueller you've got kershaw you've got uh they're finally letting urias be urias. A, a, a starter you know you've got you've still got i think dustin may could be really good dustin for them may. too you've got uh gosling you've got uh ross stripling still i mean yeah you know it, it's fully loaded and then you go into their relievers and it's the same the same thing so so the one thing that i kind of worry about for the Dodgers, not that this will in any way sway me from picking them, is their bullpen. Um, I, I'm i a huge... Uh, who's their closer again? Uh, Kenley Jansen. Kenley Jansen. Uh, I love Kenley Jansen. Like I love the swagger. I've been to Dodgers games. It is so much fun when California Love plays and he yeah, comes out. So good. I love, I love that he's the slowest pitcher in baseball. Like There's something about that that's kind of awesome. Um, I just think be. they're... He can be. He's not. He, 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 Pedro Baez typically beats him in, in slowness. But. Well, okay, but but point being that I think that he is pretty diminished version of himself, and I'm uh, I'm curious to see if that bullpen bites them and if they need no, to maybe like convert so, a couple man. of their starters into bullpen guys. I don't I'm, I'm think just curious. So, yeah, I mean, you've got Kevin. I don't Jansen, think it's a deal breaker. Who has been working on again? reinventing his game uh you've got joe kelly who i think is still great he kind of had the yips last year so hopefully this season he doesn't blake trennan pedro baez adam kolarek uh you still got stripling alexander floro for i mean the, the list well, to and, then, quote, and then you've got i mean it gratterall i mean so first time i got to see him pitch was last night i think i sent you the clip earlier this morning yeah, you're a big fan. I mean, guy uh, was throwing 99, well, 101. You know, I, I, like he's nothing but pure power, and he's young. So, I I, I think uh, we I, have I, a, a lot of depth. Personally, I think you have I'm some interesting there. depth. I, I I would like to quote a um a certain podcaster uh, that I met earlier today who uh, said, to, "If you look at his numbers, you will find that the league has figured him out." <laughs> okay, fair, fair. Uh. If I told you that a guy in 2016 had a 1.8 ERA, and in 2017 he had a 1.3 ERA, and then 2018 it went all the way up to three, 
And then 2019, it went all the way up to 3.7. Oh, I know. I'm well aware. Because he relies on a certain pitch that used to be the pitch, and it's not anymore. Uh, So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But I I think they have a good chance getting really uh, out there. You know, I'm going to say with this shortened season that if the Dodgers do go all the way and they do win it, Kershaw's the MVP. And I love where your head's at in terms of the Dodgers win because I too had them winning it. And I said, Bueller MVP. Uh, I would, I mean, the, the Kershaw MVP is almost the, like, it's the Eli Manning Super Bowl MVP. Absolutely. It's like, Absolutely we all know his name. You know, he's kind of the starting guy. Absolutely. You can't really put your finger on one dude who did it. So fuck it. We all are going to give it to Eli. That's, that's the Kershaw MVP. I think when you look at Bueller's postseason history the last two years, the guy is just – he's incredible. Dude, he's unreal. And uh, he's unreal in the postseason. And, and, and I'm a fantasy baseball nerd, and I usually pick him for the regular season. He's pretty average in the regular season. Like very good, but not like still, Cy Young in the regular he, season. He will be. He will be. He's still getting let me control. Sorry, but let me – let me let me phrase it this way. He is all star in the regular season, Cy Young in the postseason. Fair. That's fair. that's kind of what I'm getting at. And he's so still I, just learning uh, how to control his pitches, you know. And I know that sounds silly, but like that's kind of what he's been stuck on. Is he's got so much power that at times he just completely loses it, you know. So I think if he gets a handle on it, I think you're getting Cy Young both years. So, which brings us to quite the list. Let's move through this list quickly so we don't bore everybody too much. We're just going to bullet through it. Um, yeah. We've got all of our yearly picks. Uh, rookie of the year, AL. We both said Luis Robert, Luis Robert. I think it's Luis Robert. Guy's electric. He's infectious with his personality, yeah. with the way he plays the game. The White Sox are going to let him loose. Uh, the White Sox are going to be good this year. The AL Central is going to be bad this year outside of in my opinion at least, outside of, uh, outside of the Twins. Yep. Uh, personal opinion. Uh, I think it's Luis Robert. You agreed. 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 Moving NL, to NL. Uh, so my pick actually no, isn't even starting the season on the Major League roster. Apparently in summer camp he's looked rough and rusty. Uh, but, you know, maybe he'll get, he'll get called up soon enough in our only 60 games we have. I went yeah. with Gavin Lux. Uh, I probably will take that back. Yeah, Gavin Lux is good. I think it's one of those things to me, at least. Um, it's 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 the classic like when you have like three really good players and then like none of them wins the MVP. You know, like those O four Cardinals yeah. teams that yeah. had Scott Rowland, Jim Edmonds, and Albert Pujols, and Pujols never won those MVPs even though he was the MVP. Uh, for me, Gavin Lux is going to be that. That Dodgers team is just too loaded. I went with Mackenzie Gore. He's one of the best pitching prospects that we've had in the past decade or so. Um, I like the hype. I like San Diego's ballpark. I like overall the Western teams that he's going to play. And for better or for worse, we kind of judge pitchers on ERA. I think that he's got the clearest path to a really elite ERA, especially as a rookie. Uh, And I think the Padres are going to let him play. So I just, I went with, uh, I went with Mackenzie Gore. Uh, Manager of the year. uh, I said Kevin Cash of the Rays. Uh, basically because um, I think the Rays are going to win the AL yeah the AL East and I think that people are going to be like oh shit they won the AL East who's their manager and so that was my pick I actually think that's a great pick um, 
probably the pick I should have gone with. But I, <laughs> I'm going to go a little different because I feel like people get this, uh, I don't know, for lack of a better explanation, like they like new yeah, while they do. liking old. So Joe Madden's made a move over to the Angels. Uh, he's in the AL now. I think the Angels are going to have their moments that they look great. I won't be surprised if he gets picked if the Angels make the playoffs. So these are definitely the, like, we pick teams that, like, are, are out on a limb picks for division winners. Yep. We pick those managers. And I think that that's pretty, like, lockstep with how the award tends to go. Correct. Correct. So these, these picks all make sense to me. Um, in the NL, I went with David Bell of the Reds. Uh, similar theme. I think the Reds are just going to be out of, not out of nowhere, but I think they're going to surge as a really good team this year. So I I went with him. Yeah, I went with Girardi. And again, I'm going with the new slash old. But I'm also going with, Mm -hmm. I think the Phillies should have been better than they were last year. And I think they really underperformed last year. So if they perform even close to as they should perform, I think he'll get most of the credit for it. I don't think the players will get as much credit. I think the credit will go to him. Thus, I think people would be like, oh, that was the difference maker. When in reality, Mm -hmm. I think the difference maker is... They just kind of had a shit year getting everything together. I, I think you're right. Uh, that's a that's a great pick too. I mean, you talk about me wishing I had picked something when you – or excuse me. You talked about you wishing you had picked my pick. I, I read that one and I'm like, yeah, I, I like that one better yeah. than mine. Fair, <laughs> that's a fair. great feeling. Uh, comeback player of the year. Uh, you did not submit these. I actually agree uh, with both your picks is why I didn't submit anything. Oh, nice. So. so in the AL, I went with Giancarlo Stanton. Uh or I kind of first I had as a joke I was like who was supposed to be great last year who wasn't something was off and now they're gonna be incredible and I was like oh Vladdy Jr. you know like can we have a basically rookie as a comeback player of the year like the expectations were so high I was like the fact that he hit only what 250 yeah, as a rookie yeah. only, only 250 only. as a rookie I was like dude this guy's gonna hit he's gonna honestly I think he's gonna be great this year I think he's gonna hit like 315 320 uh, but. Uh, I don't think he'll get comeback player of the year in all seriousness. So I went with Giancarlo Stanton of the Yankees. Easy pick. The guys, when the guy is healthy, he's great. The Yankees are loaded. He's going to get a million RBIs. He just needs to stay healthy and settle in. You know, I I think playing for the Yankees takes a lot out of you. When you, when you went from the Marlins to the Yankees, it legitimately is going to take you a moment to settle in, but also if he can well, stay healthy, he can be great. I think you're kind of also ignoring the fact that his first year with the Yankees, he was really good. Uh, Fair. It's kind of weird. He hit like, I forget what the number is. I think it's like, it was 35 home runs or 40 home runs or whatever, but he hit like, I mean, he basically hit lockstep in line with his, uh, with his, with yeah. his career averages. Um, and so uh, I, I think that la- you look at last year and you, I, I, for me, I just say, listen, he's just injured. He's coming back. This is Giancarlo. You know, every other year he gets injured. Uh, yeah, his first year with the Yankees, I'm looking now. He hit 266, which is basically yeah, what yep, he always what does. He, does. Yep. he hit 38 home runs, which, sure, it wasn't 59, but, like, it's right in line with what he always does. I think, yeah, I don't know. Pretty safe pick to me. Uh, NL, we both went with Bryce Harper on yep. this one. Uh, Agreed. And I think that everything that you were saying about the manager and about the team being good this year, I think, applies to Bryce Harper. And I, I totally agree. Settling in gelling the team together maybe you know they need a different direction maybe he just needs a year to get comfortable i think it's going to work this and honestly and, and you know really worth mentioning he was not bad last year no at he all. wasn't bad and he, he found his groove but i do think there is just something to like 
man, talk about one of the longest free agent signings we've ever had to deal <laughs> oh, yeah. with. Finally got the number he wanted, you know, $300 million over 13 years. But I think when you do that, right, like you finally play, I think there's a little bit of a weight. Like, you know, Phillies fans are also uh, can be a little critical. Um, so I think you're adjusting to a new ballpark. You're adjusting to a new place. You're adjusting to a big contract, you know, and, and then you get out there. And I just think that, again, I, I'm pretty sure his, his final stats were in line with what he His final does. stats, man, are like – I, it, it was arguably one of his better seasons. Like yeah. he, had, he hits 35 home runs. The year before with the Nationals, he had hit 34. The year before that, he hit 29. So his best home run season in, since his 42 you know, home run season when he was 22. He batted 260, which, he, I mean, like... That's basically what he, he always it, bats. His batting average is all over the place. The first couple of years, he hit 270. That one year that he was good, he hit 330. The next couple of years, you know, 240, 310, yep, yep, 240, yep. 260s. I mean, you know, it, it was arguably a classic Bryce Harper season. Yeah. All but, he needs to do is gel with the team and correct. get more RBIs, and it's correct. and then the boom, we've got the comeback player of the year. Agreed. Um, Bulleting right over. Cy Young. Uh, in AL, I had Mike Clevenger. Agreed. Uh, we uh, both had Mike Clevenger. Yep. The dude's great. Uh, I think he's healed, think he's, right, from his surgery. That's the funny surgery. part is this this uh, delay of a season starting. All these guys that weren't supposed to be able to start the season are now healed. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's go. healed. Verlander's healed. You get all these guys that are, like, not starting. Now here they are. They have a chance to... Uh, win an award in a 60-game season. <laughs> yeah. Well, and not to mention, I think that everything's right for Mike Clevenger right now. Like, again, I, I mentioned how weak I think that division is overall. And granted, I, I don't think the Indians are going to be as good as a lot of people do. Yep. Um, but I think that a big part of that is, is that, A, I don't think the division is going to be particularly strong. And it's it's generally speaking pretty good for pitchers, like that that whole area in terms of ballpark. And B, is that the Indians' philosophy is to like stretch these starters out and let them ride. And C, this is their really the close of their window as well, which is not to say that I think that they'll make the playoffs at all, but it is to say that I think that they're really, really, really going to make a push, which means I think they're going to keep him in games longer. I think they're going to really like just let him loose, and I think that's going to lead to a lot of stats accumulating. I think that he's so good that his ERA will be low. I could see him getting a lot of wins as a result of kind of him just being a good pitcher and them not being a particularly bad team. I think they won like 93 games last year. I, I, I love this pick. I think he's a great pitcher. Agreed. Agreed on that one. Uh, your uh, NL pick, yeah. I have to admit, I debated for a while. And then mm. I ended up just being a homer. Uh, and I went with Bueller. I think Bueller, if the guy can keep it together, um, which has yet to be seen for a full season, uh, I just <laughs> think he could be one of the best pitchers in baseball. That being said, I think your pick is... You know, honestly, in the NL right now, one of the best pitchers there is. Totally. So I went with Jack Flaherty. Um, so funny enough, funny little backstory. I know that like I, I try not to bring up my fantasy world too much because I'm I'm so into fantasy baseball. Uh, exact same thing that you were talking about happened to me, Ryan. Uh, we were in round two of the fantasy draft, and I did not expect Walker Bueller to be available at like the midway point of the round. And I had a fifty. I had a choice. I was going to take a pitcher, and I was looking either Jack Flaherty or Walker Bueller. Money where my mouth is, I went with Walker Bueller. Uh, 
now, granted, it's fancy baseball, so there's other reasons. Like, I thought he had a lot more opportunities for wins and all that fun stuff. Uh, to me, Jack Flaherty is uh, – I think he's a special player, and I think he's a special person. Uh, I think this guy can and will be the face of baseball very soon. Um, I basically started off my, my love affair of Jack Flaherty about a year or two ago. I was reading athletic articles on him and how they just like – Every journalist that comes into contact with him is like, dude, this guy is Roger Clemens. Like, he has good stuff, right? Like, he like people talk about pitches like being A plus versus A versus a, you know A minus or whatever. They're like, he's got A stuff, some stuff A plus, but he's got this like will to grind and to get people out. He's got that pitcher's mentality, but also, I think that he. There's something about like I just think he's a special person. I know this isn't particularly baseball related, but like I've been reading so many articles about how like he's super invested in this like Black Lives Matter movement and how he it's like very important to him and he wants to do a lot of stuff with it and like he's like very very open and like trying to like use his platform to like wow. really better right. people's lives. And I just like the more I read about this dude, the more I love him as like that asshole pitcher on the mound and like just as like a really really different but like special person off the mound and so i just like i think i don't know call it you know like just like uh a fan pick if you will but i i think that jack flaherty and of course nl central not the strongest of divisions offensively in my opinion uh outside of like maybe the reds uh so I, I I think it all adds up for him this year, and and you know phenomenal end of last season. I mean I don't his numbers speak for themselves. I think he had like a sub one ERA the second half of last year. It was insane. He is he can be so good when he like uses his uh, slider correctly. I think he's a great pitch. pitch. I, you know, again yeah. uh, a player I get envious of that is not <laughs> on uh, the Dodgers. Yeah. Wrapping it up, let's do our MVPs. Uh, once you, once you, just, oh my God, oh you wrote, oh did yeah. you disagree with both of mine? Uh, so kind of. Uh, <laughs> Al, I do agree. Um, it's either Rendon or it's Trout. Um, I won't be surprised if Trout gets it again. Um, shortened season may help him. Uh, my NL, I agree. Only because I don't think... On Ronald Acuna, for those yeah, listening. Yeah, Ronald, sorry, Ronald Acuna. I uh, I agree only because I don't think Belly will win it twice. Um, I thought Bellinger in the offseason supposedly has changed his swing. I haven't fully seen it. Um, I was That's kind of what makes me nervous. <laughs> correct. I was thinking either him or, you know, I actually wouldn't be surprised if Betts uh, pulls it off. He's looked really great again. I think the shortened season, we're going to see... So many guys play strong for an entire season because yeah, it's they don't. Be cool. They don't have. They're, they're missing a hundred and two games. You know, you're looking at like if a boxer came out and they were like, "Hey, you're gonna box for uh, three rounds," you know, instead right. of twelve. Totally. It's like, oh, okay. So I think a lot of these guys are gonna have their foot on the gas and they're not gonna let off. So I think Acuna uh, is fantastic. I think he's a little young still, so he's not um, playing up to his full potential. I think he's a little cocky still. Um, <laughs> but I think he's the same as uh, Juan Soto, who, yes, Soto just won a World Series. I think that guy will be better than he is now when he takes 
his cockiness and his natural talent down a level and realize that he's amazing, add the grind in, he's only going to be better. It's definitely the old school opinion on Ronald Acuna. I give you that. <laughs> uh, just to explain mine, I went with Anthony Rendon because I, I, I like the Dodgers guys a lot as well, but I kind of think twofold. Number one, I think that it's going to be, again, that same thing where when everybody's great, they don't really vote for you. Yeah. Like yeah, We're not absolutely. really picking absolutely. who's going to be the best player. We're really just picking who we think is going to get the votes. Yep. So there's that. Um, and then uh, I think that Mike Trout would win it if it weren't for the fact that he's probably going to miss 20% of the season. Uh, yeah. I just think that in the end of the day, his numbers just won't add up. I think Anthony Rendon, I've been saying this for years, is like a top five baseball player offensively. I think he's never gotten respect until last season outside of players in baseball. And I think the move to the AL uh, from the NL, well, I guess it doesn't really matter anymore because either way he would have gotten the DH, but I think they're going to beat up on pitchers a lot more. I'm not worried about that Angels offense. It's much more the pitching that I don't like on that team. So I think he can Agreed. still put up really Absolutely good numbers. Agreed. Um, and I'm hoping that they make the playoffs, which is kind of what I put this pick as, even though I guess I did say I didn't think they would. Uh, <laughs> Which is hypocrisy, but that's life. Uh, and then in the NL, I went with Acuna. Um, the dude's electric. I basically thought, okay, him and Soto are going to have great seasons, uh, but I think he'll bring the steals. I think that on some level, I think that he's going to do something very exciting. Like I think that Soto will consistently be a great player. Like Soto will hit like 300 maybe, maybe yep. two. He's more of a 280 guy with power. I think that Acuna is going to hit more like 300 to 3, you know, 30 or whatever with speed and I think it's going to kind of be you know, it's like when NBA, it's like when Russell Westbrook won the MVP in basketball because he averaged a triple double. It wasn't about him being the best player, it was about some shiny number that everybody was talking about and I kind of see that with Acuna, which is why I picked him. It okay. wasn't yeah, he's that's... the best player. That's just that was kind of the vibe I was going for. That's a hard part too, right? Is people get stuck on things that don't uh, make it the truth, but it's right. It's shiny. Oh, that's ERA with the Cy Young. And, yeah. yeah. It's like it's also wins, <laughs> wins losses for a pitcher. It's wins losses such, ERA. You know, such a terrible stat, but yeah, I, I, I could see it. If the Braves do well, I, I could absolutely see it. Well. Uh, Which brings thing, us to the, the, our favorite part. Favorite of segment. The Bernie's the movie absolute corner. Absolute favorite. Bernie's movie corner. Uh, welcome to Bernie's. I haven't seen. You haven't seen today's movie, Hardball? No, no. I had to look it up just moments ago. I have not seen it. Let me tell you about a brilliant little. I believe it was 2001. The year was 2001. And you know who was a star? Keanu Reeves, ladies and gentlemen, uh, fresh off of his Matrix fame, uh, the classic white savior movie, uh, even though it's based off a book, I don't actually know if the book is true or fictional. Um, I guess I kind of assumed it was true, but I've never really looked into it. Um, holy crap. I didn't even know this. Michael B. Jordan is in this movie. No. That's super surprising. Yeah. Well, uh, this is Michael actually what kicked him off. It wasn't Fruitville Station. It was. Or the, well, the wire, the wire kicked him off. If we're gonna really go there, oh yeah, uh, that's so funny. Um, so I remember loving this movie as a kid. It's basically Keanu Reeves has a gambling problem. Somehow, somebody that he knows is a is a rich business owner who like 
tell us Keanu Reeves he'll like pay off his gambling debt if Keanu Reeves like betters himself and the way he's going to do that is by managing this little league team you know 11 year old me totally bought that premise uh I remember a lot of great scenes like like to this day like didn't even need to look it up I was like oh yeah G-Baby was like the little kid uh who, who spoiler alert gets uh gets killed at the end of the movie and they play for G-Baby uh we'll never forget G-Baby that had a big impact on me and I, I like I'll never forget they had this one kid who was their only good player who was a great, great, great pitcher, but he could only pitch if you played Biggie Smalls, I love it when you call me Big Poppy, Big Papa, in his headphones. And like the best scene in the movie is they they go uh, they go to the playoffs and the the mean team that's trying to, you know, beat them, the assholes, yep. Yep. Uh, who are, you know, the best team in the league, they won't let the kid pitch with the headphones. They say it's a safety thing. So the whole infield sings the Biggie Small song so that the guy can get like his his three outs to like close out the ending that they need to close out. It's oh. I'll need to give it a rewatch because I will admit I have not seen this since I was like eleven or twelve years old. But like it was a good movie back in the day, man. I, it would, was, uh, I would probably not give it a rewatch, Burn. I have a feeling it'll ruin how you feel about it. A lot of movies are like that where you just go, you know what? I loved it. I don't want to not love it. I want to remember it well. I don't want to like look back with my adult eyes where I'm just like, oh, yeah, white guy comes in, shows the South Side kids how to play baseball, Correct. shows them the right way. And it's like they kind of, to be fair, they kind of try to mitigate that whole like straight up white savior complex thing by like making him like a bit of a dirtbag and like a bit of like just like a guy who does not have his life together. Um, and you know, like, honestly, like scholars can debate that. That's not for me to debate. I just like baseball and I like baseball movies. Uh, it's a good time. It's a good Sammy Sosa's in it. Uh, they go see a, a, a Cubs game, which it's kind of funny. Cause you could argue South side of Chicago. Like, why didn't you go see a White yeah, Sox game? That's very unrealistic. But again, it's like, you know, let's not, you know, let's not split hairs here. Sammy Sosa was electric back in 2001. We all, you know, three straight 60 home run seasons, you know, the guy's the hero of Chicago, the cleanest player that ever lived. Uh, great movie. I'd recommend it. All right. Well, maybe I'll give it a watch. Uh, it'll be right next to uh, Junior. Next, yeah. Next, next two movies to watch. Double feature Junior and Hardball. You're going to have a good Friday night. Can't Drink wait. Drink a lot of wine. Yep. yep. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Um, yeah. so which brings that's us all to, I got this week. Yeah. It brings to the end, which is always sad for me. Um... I could talk baseball for ever, which is why. We oh, dude, this this podcast this. is like such it's such a pared down version of all the things I want to be saying. You know? Oh yeah, completely, completely. Which you know, we'll try and record another episode sooner rather than later. I'm pretty sure we can do weekly easily. Uh, oh, we got to do weekly minimum. I was thinking know, twice a week. If I we think really want we, this thing. We to, probably could. Honestly, with with how short the season is, it would probably be uh, dumb to do once a week. So because the every, season is a sprint, <laughs> you know, for everybody out there, I mean, all of our fans that we got that response from, don't yeah. worry, don't worry, we'll move it to, we'll get it to twice the a fans. week, we'll get there for you. You know, we've heard you on Twitter and and uh, MySpace and uh, Facebook and. Uh, you know, I I get I can't even get on TikTok anymore because my TikTok inbox out of control, which of control. must be a thing, right? Yes, it's, it's just it's uh, like I said, my MySpace is overflowing 
with uh, fan requests. Fan requests. Right. <laughs> Mine's on MySpace. I'm on TikTok. That's that's our sign off. You know what, guys? Until next time, you can catch Ryan on at ryan.victorsxxx uh, at, at myspace.com. And I am hashtag Burnzilla, burn both dragons on TikTok. And uh, with that, we'll uh, we'll see you guys soon.